0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society
1: podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabasco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. You know, we love talking about the art of filmmaking. That's obviously one of our big interests. True. We, we love uh, just seeing how things are made and, and examining them and then reading about, you know, what how artists and cinematographers and everyone, like, goes through trial and error to get the right shot. Um, there is a phenomenal YouTube channel uh, called The Film Riot. Mm-hmm. where they go into some great explanations of some of these different things. And, w- and one of the big things that people probably know about is there's a whole bunch of different ways you can move the camera. So we've talked about, I think, in Season 2, we did a big thing on, uh, in The Incredible Hulk about the uh, dolly zoom. Yeah. So that's a, uh, a a camera technique that was made popular um in a variety of different films, the one most people know about is Vertigo, an Alfred Hitchcock film. Uh, where basically you're doing you're, you're doing a dolly, which a dolly is basically like a track or some sort of uh, tripod for the for the camera that's on wheels. You're moving it, pushing it in or pulling it out, while you're doing zooming of the opposite effect. So. Basically, you get this effect of the person in the foreground staying in one spot and then their background stretching or compressing. Uh, it's used in Jaws. I think there's a bunch of other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some things that are different about this. There's the dolly. So you, dollies can pull, push, or they can track. Mm-hmm. You know, they can track a shot. And we've seen that earlier in this film. Uh, the scene where uh, uh, Ivan Vanko is walking across the, the racetrack. That's where we've got a nice uh, dolly tracking shot. Yep. And then Zoom, you have magnification bringing things closer in. The reason why I bring all this up is that it's interesting in that these aren't just technical aspects of movie making. There's a storytelling part to these. Yeah. So if you were going to do a dolly, like you know, you could you could do the same thing. You want to get closer to some part of the scene. If you used a dolly, that is certainly more character character driven. And the reason why I say it's more character driven is that the dolly as it's moving is kind of you. Let's say you were as a person walking into a into a room or walking through a scene. Whereas if you do a zoom. That is much more environment driven, in that you're as you're zooming in, the perspective is the same. the dis you know what I mean? like the understanding of the perception is the same. What's happening is, is that the entire area around you is closing in. So there's a very different storytelling approach to using those two things. why Why do I bring all this up? <laughs> well, because this minute, the majority of this well half this minute, mm-hmm. if not a little bit more, is just one big yep. zoom pan. I don't, you know, I mean, it's probably a couple different things. It could be on a crane. Yeah. It could be a lot of different things. Digital, I'm sure, augmented and everything else. And I was looking at like, what are the, what's the longest one of these ever in a movie? Ooh. And I know there's a bunch of different, obviously you, anyone can think of their own scene that they probably are familiar with. There's actually a movie from 1975 called The Passenger. It's an Italian neo-noir art film um, it's directed by uh, Michelangelo Anton- Antonioni. It stars Jack Nicholson. It has like a four-minute slow pan zoom. That I mean, when you you just cannot get over how long it is, <laughs> because it basically goes through the bars of a room into uh, an outdoor courtyard, and then takes a turn. And again, I mean, it's just incredible. Like you use these sort of shots again what is the story you're trying to tell there's a big story here we're trying to tell in this minute
0: that's right, because here we are at minute 60. We have hit the one-hour mark Yikes! of Iron Man 2 from 2010, director of Jean Favreau. Um, and so we, uh, we're coming in where we left off, which is uh, in, in the middle of a fight. But uh, as you're talking about the, the big shot, the, the thing that occurred to me uh, was that the longest shot I know of uh, that I've heard of that i never actually watched. Uh, there is a film called Russian Ark. Uh, it's yes. just a Russian oh, film. And yes, it is, it is an 87-minute single shot, single shot. So almost like an a, almost an hour and a half continuous. Now I think that they did some backstage editing, but like you know, yes. so like they, they didn't actually shoot the whole thing because it's it's a full like there's battles and everything, all this stuff going on in it. Um, but they they made it so it looked like it was one continuous shot. So there are no cuts. Uh, they're are right. visual to the eye, uh, but yeah, it made me think of that too because this is yeah this, we're coming up on a, on a long long shot uh, in well, this one too,
1: and, and and like okay for anybody who's seen a recent war film 1917 yes true that's using a lot of, of movie magic to make it look like yeah. what that is a continuous shot. The, the reason why I brought up the passenger is is that it's you know it's it's in terms of what we're going to talk about in this scene is it's just this one focal point stays within the shot the entire you know the entire Zoom. Yeah. Um. Whereas you know, obviously, cameras can pan and tilt and go around, and the whole the whole context of what you're seeing in the screen changes within a one shot. Yeah. You just you rarely see such a slow focus on one particular part of the scene, and it doesn't change. That's no, true. That's what we got here.
0: Yeah. So before we get into any in-depth discussion about this whole scene, which I want to. uh, There is someone who's missing from this scene, who has been missing from this whole party and is conspicuous by their absence. Rob, where the hell is Jarvis? Oh, wait. Last time we saw Jarvis, like he was uh, in, just talking to him about the stuff with Anton Venko and all that kind of stuff. Where the hell is he? Well, he's in the work. Like, if he's not in the one suit... He'd be in the other suit. Also, he runs the house. Where the hell is Jarvis? Oh, what? I've been thinking about this whole time. Like, he's the he's the operator of the house. He was there in the first movie. Like when he wakes up, Jarvis is there in the like.
1: Okay, so hold on.
0: If if he's not running the suit, he's running the house, and so he's just not there for all this stuff. So he just. Shut him yes. down for the party? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Like, he's
1: so embarrassed about what's about to happen to this party. There's just like, oh. Jarvis. You don't even want to see no, this. No, no, no. No, it's not that. Stop recording. It's, it's Well, no, here's the deal. He knows. Wow. That, wait, that's an amazing catch because, yeah, no kidding. Where is he? But yeah. I honestly think this is a, I'm going to do whatever I want with whoever I want to do it with. And guess who I don't want to be my voice of reason in my head. <laughs> Jarvis, <laughs> you're off for the night. And you know what? I don't think we've ever really seen this, but I would assume there is a way for him to turn him off.
0: Well, we have seen that in this movie. Right. Like uh, when, when, uh, hey, was Rody was coming into the room. Right. Or no, it was Pepper. When Pepper was coming into the room, he was like, eh, shut off, like before. Well, and I mean, I would assume that, that that's, to tell her to, that's like
1: there is a way to fully mute him, for lack of a better term. Yeah. That's what I would say. That's what happened. Even though, boy, I'll tell you what, it would be cool if. They actually acknowledge that, like, yeah. That I mean, that seems like what you just said
0: seems like a scene that should have been in between Tony getting the makeup and the watch yes. and before the party starts, before like before he puts the suit no, on. Actually,
1: this Jervis delete all recordings, no, no, you know, like when he and you know where you put it when he's in the chair, Natasha has uh-huh. just applied his makeup and they've had their weird conversation, she's walked away. Yeah. You have him sitting there watching her walk out of the room, and you have him uh-huh. go, hey, Jarvis, take the night off. <laughs> yes. And that's it. Yes.
0: That's it. Yes. That's it.
1: But not having it there is weird. Oh, well, no. When like not th- having it in the movie is weird, because he should be involved in some well, of this. Well, or the only other thing you could say is, is that it, it would have been interesting to have Jarvis. Now, here's another way to approach to it. Or working on something. Well, he's working on something, or when he starts to lose it in front of everybody with blowing yeah. up the bottles Jarvis comes yeah. in and says sir, uh, sir. you're you're yeah. putting people at risk and this is wrong no stop Jarvis shoots another one yeah no sir I have to strongly tell you that you're putting people at risk yeah. and property de- that's it Jarvis, Jarvis, you're Jarvis off. Kill command. exactly <laughs> yeah and then and then it shows his further sure. yeah. oh, well that would be sad right
0: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Well, later on Jarvis gets murdered. Thursday, or at least oh, apparently I mean, murdered.
1: So. Much. <laughs> um oh that is really crazy. Yeah, because well, right? you've got to explain why why all of this carnage is allowed to happen. Because technically yeah. it shouldn't be. I mean Right. Oh boy. You know, you'd think yeah. more of Jarvis. Well, because I mean, it's not like it's not like the house is ever gonna get blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What are the odds? What are the odds?
0: Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but meanwhile, there's there's still action happening now. Oh, yeah, there's action. Uh, because uh, Tony and Rhodey are, are facing off. They both have their arms up. Their repulsors are charged. Uh, they're both ready for the other one to blink, and neither one is blinking. Uh, and so Tony finally says, take it, and they both fire their repulsors at each other uh, with deadly intent, I would say, and... Somehow the blasts meet perfectly in the middle uh, and cause a feedback loop and explode. Uh, and so somewhere in Southern California, a contractor has just woken up, and he's drooling. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What happened? Somehow, I, a boat. I, I just bought a boat. I don't know how, but... <laughs>
1: Someone's gonna need some fixing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so then uh, we see like the explosion, like go out like from inside the house, and then it's sort of like almost like a disc in between them. Uh, it sort of goes out uh, straight out, blows out the windows. We see we get to the side of the house other and it shows we still don't understand the geography of this. House. No, we don't at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look at when the explosion came out. I'm like, oh, that's where they. Oh, what? So no. Does someone, uh, please, if someone out there has, like, the blueprints of, like, what the house is supposed to be, like. Because, look, I played Lego Marvel Superheroes and I or I say Lego Marvel Avengers, and I've been to Tony Stark's house. And it doesn't look like this at all, even though it, all the things there. I don't understand the layout of this house at all. Uh, so if someone has, like, has gone in, like, maybe someone in Unity has, like, programmed the house where you can walk around and see stuff, I would love to see something like that because I don't get it.
1: Yeah, there's problems, and, I, <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you, and I love it. You know, for everybody who listens knows, we are, although we've studied this film and we take our notes and we do our research, yeah. we also try to keep ourselves fresh because we want you to have the experience of minute by minute. Right. So, yeah, like in this last three minutes, Turns out, we're, we're like, what is going on with yeah. us? Um Here's here's the problem. So I was convinced that this kitchen is on the back seaside Part of the house. Yes, that you was would come into the as main well. entrance, which yep. the entrance is right on the inside. We know that. The... We
0: know that. Right, like, that, that were that faces because we've had a bunch of
1: scenes in the in the right. front of the house. Now here's the problem. So we go from which, by the way, the shot where they their beams meet. It is an absolutely beautifully rendered shot. Yeah. Clearly, a lot of effects are going on here. They've got the set realized perfectly. The lighting. As it it fills the space is amazing the actual point of combustion between the two where everything gets blown out it's beautifully done I mean if you go through this frame by frame wonderful art was and time was taken in, in making this uh, this scene realized um, and then you know obviously see the glass explode when that happens we cut to a semi outside of the house shot mm-hmm. and and we see you know there's an outdoor fire pit there's tables and there's one huge table tabletop that goes flying but mm-hmm. here's the here's the problem. We see that this is a balcony, and we see that there are palm trees right next to it, and clearly this is not at the base of the palm trees. The palm trees go farther down to a first floor of the room—I'm Of the, I'm sorry, of the house. Yeah. That conflicts what we see <laughs> with the high exterior part of the shot of the house, where it now looks like this room is the room facing inland where the cars came in. I'm confused.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess the explosion wouldn't just go out one way. It's like if it's a if it's like a flat disc, you know, like time, um, it would go out on both sides. Um, (laughs) But I don't get it because okay, so let's do. I'm going to use some like out of game knowledge here too. But in Iron Man three, the house gets attacked, and Tony is standing, kind of where the statue is, and looking out the window when the missiles come in. And with a piano, you know, like, like the that happens right there. So we know that is, like, on the cliff, like, on the edge. Right. So for this to be on the other side, it would have to be under it? Because we also know from that movie, or, like, or actually from the first movie, too, you go into the main doors, you walk in straight to this. There are no steps. I mean, there may be, like, right. a step. I think it's, like, a step down, but not, like, another floor, like you could basically from the front door, you can kind of look out at the ocean,
1: right, right, so where the hell is the kitchen? yeah, it is a little this is a little weird,, yeah. and I wouldn't imagine, and I honestly couldn't imagine just if you think of I guess maybe one of the reasons why I certainly am having difficulties with this is, I would think the kitchen would face the water, yeah, like, like because, because like
0: there's a big dining room type area in the fireplace. Yes. That would make sense. Like, why would you
1: want to have it face your yard? Right? And, I mean, even when people – like, the front door is going to be inland because that's where cars come in. And you want to have people walk through the house and then be blown away by this incredible view of the sea. Yeah.
0: and I'm trying – I'm understand. racking my brain now to think of, of the times that we spent. Because like, I think we only go to Tony's house in the three Iron Man movies. I don't I don't think in the Avengers he's living in the tower and you know oh right right and uh, so in in Age of Ultron he's living in the tower as well like I don't remember seeing it in any other movie I don't remember ever having a scene in the kitchen besides this
1: oh right like there's no scene of him
0: like drinking orange juice and like good morning Pepper Mm -hmm. just reading the you know
1: we, there's clearly stuff we're going to, yeah. I'm sure we're going to hear about it. Oh, but I'm sure. It, it, it's interesting because it is, I think this is a little bit of confusing and I wouldn't even call it a continuity error. I just think no. it's nobody, you know, I, look at, it, I give fa- It's an
0: entirely fabricated house. I mean, like exactly this doesn't right. exist anywhere. Exactly uh, I don't know right. if there's a
1: fully CG version of it, but they just built what they needed. Exactly. Now- um, one of the things I do love is, as you know, we love our movie geography. Yeah, I do love though the the attempt at showing the real outside shot, the wide shot of the house. And good and bad thing on this. Uh, bad thing is is that the the dust cloud that gets or the exhaust of the explosion not rendered greatly. It looks a little animated. But I do love the fact that as this happens, you see the lights and the power on the other side of the house flicker as a result of the explosion. Yeah. And again, I I really like the way that that's done. That's just overall, I think that looks cool. But here's the other problem. So where did all the people go? Yeah.
0: (laughs) right cuz it's still an explosion and they, and it only, it was literally a minute ago that this started well, I, you okay. can't even when you're especially in your party things and you're at somebody else's house and you're in
1: the dark you can't run that fa- far well, in though, a minute and did you remember you remember earlier in the movie earlier in the scene where we sh- saw a exterior shot like this showing the taillights of all the cars going to the house yeah they're all gone now, right? Because they're, they're
0: not, they're not parked in the garage. So, like, they basically got a you know, like, probably like an, an orange grove or something that they paid to have the, the valleys park. Right. Yeah, the valleys exactly. are frantically, you know, running around. Which Range Rover is it? I don't know. No, it's yeah, there's a little bit of uh
1: trickery here, but yeah, mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh so we we come to the the aftermath of the the explosion um and so this is where the the, the shot happens the push in like, like right. we try, we try to figure it out I, I I'm guessing it's a crane just because of how much distance they cover right yeah uh, so it seems because for in in like it, it takes i think of would you say a full 26 seconds of just it's the camera slowly of, moving
1: yes in no i mean this from this outside, is literally like almost, on the porch
0: yes through, like, you see the flickering lights, like, like the blue and the yellow lights are really nice. The couple of them are flickering, and there's right. fires burning and stuff, too. And, like, Tony is laid out. We have no, we have no idea where Roddy is. Uh, and it just slowly pushes in until we actually get to Iron Man prone out. Like, you know, next to the fireplace, essentially, you know, crumbled. And then as we approach him and get really close, then his eye, like the the arc reactor's already illuminated, but then have his eyes light up. And we hear sort of like the power on sort of sound. the, uh, And then he sort of like wakes up a little bit. He doesn't sit up. He just sort of like wakes up and moves his head a little bit like, what just happened. Like if he wasn't sober
1: before, he sure is now. He's sober now. And, I, and going back to the whole point of why we talked about the, the difference between zoom and dolly slash crane shots is yeah. it's important for the camera to move because here's the difference. Had you done this scene with just a push zoom, the feeling would have been is just, oh, look at look at pathetic Tony. Uh-huh. Whereas because using the dolly, I think what the scene now shows is the camera is sort of the concerned friend. Yeah, who's going in to see if their friend is okay?
0: Agreed, because I, I think if they had cut right to uh, Tony and then like like laying right. there even for like two seconds, and then and, and lights of you're like, oh, it's on now. Like you'd think the fight's going to continue, but by by taking the time and stopping, and then doing the slow push, you're like, okay, this is aftermath. Like, well, it's over. It's happened. Like. Oh God! Now what? Like it's not going to be round two now. Like
1: the fight's done. Well, it's done. Well, can I can I blow your mind? Sure. I think what we're seeing is the view of Tony from Roadie. Oh, interesting. I think Roadie may have been blown off the 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 house. And he's coming back in. And I think it's it's subtle and it's artistic because they didn't put the heads up display or anything. Yeah. You're seeing that slow push in where he's coming in. Is my friend okay? Yeah. And then just starts to walk back because because what do we do? As soon as we see that Tony's woken up, he looks back. The Rody heads up just is like walking. Comes back. Right. And Rody is walking away from him. Yeah. Oh, so I think that's what it is. is okay. I think the implication is that Rody does care, so, but he's like, dude, you're a screw up. Zoom. Um, push. <laughs> Crane <laughs>
0: dolly p o v That's a lot of a lot of camera stuff happening in one I mean, shot, one long shot.
1: I mean that's why it took thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> I think this is the longest shot in the movie so far, isn't it? Oh yeah, totally no yeah. this because it hangs there. I mean which yeah. is the point of it artistically
1: yeah. is the point so.
0: right yeah, and so then uh, and and so and also this is the one of the f- first minutes we have that I, I yeah, this is the first minute we've had of the movie, not counting like titles where things are dark. Where no actors appear. I mean, like, oh. they're in suits and stuff, too, so I'm pretty sure there's mostly CG, or they could be stuntmen. Or, like, we don't see any actors at all.
1: And other than take it, there's no other dialogue. Right. This is it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a full exactly. minute. So,
0: like, yeah, but- so Tony wakes up, looks over sees Rhodey. Rhodey looks at Tony. Tony looks at Rhodey. And then Rhodey turns and basically launches himself into the sky. Like,
1: now, nothing is said. Do you love, and I can't just get over this, we're talking about two inanimate figures. Yes. Toys. And, uh, there's action figures. Th- th- action figures. No expression. And yet. And yet. The, the way this is filmed, there's emotion.
0: Yeah. How
1: is that possible?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know if it's just the... Human personification, like you just add, you put your own stuff on to something that's blank or what. But, like, it tells a story without using any dialogue or any facial expressions or anything at all. I mean, there's barely any movement of their thing, but you, you know exactly what
1: this is. Well, okay, so a couple of theories of why this works. One, I think that is the purpose of the long push-in like I think it really does set that and and there's a reason why there's all this lighting and all this environmental stuff going on because when you when you focused in on on Tony as he's looking at him you kind of okay think about this he's he's slumped down you know that his 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 head is tilted in like somebody who's like in a bed yeah you have the the shadows of the lighting of the mismatched lighting now that's been you know probably broken or something is over him and he just kind of has that look like, I know what I did. And it was bad. Yeah. Right? There's a little... I don't know why it has that vibe of shame. And then when you go to to Rhodey, he's just looking at him kind of like,
0: dude... You done messed this up. Yeah. You
1: done mess this up. <laughs> and when he turns, the uh-huh. thing I love is Rhodey, you see his shoulders go down. Uh-huh. Like as if he's tensed up looking at him like, dude, I will drop yeah. you again. But okay, I get it. You... You are telling me just from your blank stare, which again yeah. this is ridiculous. You get it. <sighs> I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And he takes and off. He goes back into the pose. Yes, the pose we've it's seen a- <laughs> before.
0: Like Roddy's a fast learner, uh, and then rockets off into the sky. And the last, the the minute it comes to an end as we see him arcing off into the sky. Um, that's that's where the minute it comes in. Whew! Okay, so big it- moment, big fight, big is a friendship over. Uh, I don't know, but. So let's pause, do our own 20-second push-in, and reflect on what's just happened here. Okay, so let's go back into—this is the, the party. Tony is drunk and out of control. Rhodey shows up. Rhodey goes on, and puts on the suit. They have their, their big fight, uh, and then Rhodey now has left and has taken an Iron Man armor to the military. Yeah. yeah. So what's really going on here? Because— there's no way this should have ever happened or Tony could ever have allowed this to happen. Because we saw, like, even when we read in the, the guide for uh, the, the visual dictionary, how many protections he had to make sure no one else could put on the Mark V armor, the, the suitcase suit, right? It's biometrical, all this kind of stuff right. on there. We've seen the importance of not only the suit, but the person who attacked him that started all this stuff on it didn't have a suit. He had an arc reactor, an arc reactor he used to power the whips and showed that God could bleed. And then now the sharks are going around, and it happens that Rhodey is one of those sharks. In what way, in what possible universe does Tony Stark have any type of system set up where anyone could walk in... And walk out with a suit of armor. Because it's not just the fact that that Rhodey took the Iron Man armor. He took an arc reactor, which we have established in this film is the most dangerous part of the suit. And he let him have it. Or did he? Uh, This is what I don't understand about this this whole
1: scene.
0: Like, uh, the retcon people say... This was Tony letting him have it. Like this is his, this is his gift to him. This is his. He's willing. You know, like he's, he's. Uh, this is all part of uh, Tony Stark's last will and testament. Like this is a way of him giving the suit to them without giving it to them. But the previous fifty nine minutes of this movie have had Tony saying the exact opposite. That no one has this. No one can have it. I won't let you have it. And now I was like, yeah, okay. Since, since it turns out one other person has this and figured out, now I'll give it to the U.S. military because that's going to go well. You know, okay. So, yeah, okay. T- tell me because, like, this scene, once again, it makes no sense to me at all.
1: Now, okay, so I'm going to go a little bit beyond the retcon group on this. Okay. I, I think, here's, here's the deal. Tony at this stage in the game, And that's, and again, that's why there is this 30 second slow zoom because you are there. It's also resetting us. It's resetting us. And it's us reflecting on where, now where is Tony? Where is his mind? And I think Tony's mind is wow, I'm totally messed up. I have failed. There is no way. Look what I just did. No, this is not working out. And in the back of his head, as which we've clearly shown he is a patriot. He he is a he is a person who wants to help out his country and he wants to, you know, obviously fight for good and all that implies. And he says to himself, "Yeah, I've been wrong pretty much on everything. I they there's somebody did have the suit before I said it would. And there's people chomping at the bed and yes, there are sharks and everything else." And you know what? Here's a way to give the government their suit and it doesn't come from me. <laughs> So I'm gonna save my ego. I'm gonna save. I don't have to show up to Stearns or to the military or a general and hand it over. Mm. Here's a way I can do it and still be me. Okay. And when and that makes did sense. that? When? Okay. Okay. Establishing When, when did all that fine. thinking happen? When did all that thinking happen? In the 35 seconds that the camera was.
0: Coming. Oh, is that? That's you're saying. Like right then is when he makes the decision. He's like, I'm not yeah. gonna stop it. But because yeah. my thing is, where do you get the arc reactor? Well, they're already in the suits. Why in the world would you keep the arc reactor in the suits? Also, we've only established there are two in the oh. whole universe.
1: Oh no, they're well haven't they always well no, the unit the, the, the chest has always lit up on those in the Hall yes, of Armor.
0: When he gets in it because the, the arc reactor's in oh, Tony Stark's chest. Because it's his test. Yes. Where did the other arc reactor come from?
1: Uh, Because then this goes
0: back to the the, this was Tony's plan all along in that he built a second arc reactor that can power the suit just as well as his because it has the same wattage because the the one he's currently using is more powerful than the one that originally charged that suit. But yet the repulsors were the same power. So that that would seem to me, transitive property, that it's the same power output. Because also later on we're gonna see the war machine suit in action going at full strength, which means it has to have the same level of arc reactor that Tony's does. And is
1: it and is it the Slim Fit arc reactor that right. doesn't have That's to go three inches thing. into your chest?
0: Where does it sit in that suit? Because that suit was never designed to have an exterior one, so it had to have been modified. So I'm not saying that this is why. I'm saying none of this adds up. I'm saying like your theory is why? great, their theory is great. Neither of them make 100% sense. Okay,
1: this gonna, is really we're, messy, we're, and I
0: don't get it.
1: We're gonna have to dig out the the, <laughs> the manuals on <laughs> yeah. We're
0: gonna have, have to track down the uh, um. The uh, novelization and see if they get into the head of Tony Stark. Tony Stark then decided that this was the moment that he should let his technology go. The thing that he's spent the last year of his life defending, he should just let the government have
1: it and well, say, I, I, everything will be fine. Okay, but but hold on a second. Even with that said, even with everything I just said. Yeah. If, it, okay, first of all, his ego is still in play. Of course. He doesn't want to be the one that hands over anything. Yes, agreed. Here's the, here, wait, Let me. I'll, I'll sweeten the pot. If anyone is going to hand it over to the military, Rhodey is the best choice. Yes. Be- because be- because not, not even Pepper. Pepper's not military. Rhodey at least understands him, understands the power, is responsible, and is military. So he covers all the bases. True. I mean, so, obviously, Rhodey is his best friend, and he is giving yes. the suit to Rhodey. So, so yes. However, he, he's,
0: he's not hmm. training a replacement He's not finding the next Iron Man, because he knows he's dying. He's not picking the next Iron Man. He's not picking his successor. He is giving the suit to the military in a way that he can stomach. Yeah. But then why did he do it the beginning? Like the why did we have the whole court scene if he's just going to yeah. do this?
1: He's it, stubborn. What, <laughs> he's stubborn. What, what was
0: the point? Of he's that, eccentric. That? Like, that was a long, he's long scene. He's that's, eccentric.
1: No, can I tell you? I don't. He's eccentric. <laughs> this is who he is. He's <laughs> ego-driven. This is what he is. But I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the arc reactor right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we can focus on the arc reactor because that's my thing too. Is we have never shown that there's more than one. I mean, there's, there's the one that he originally put in his chest, the proof that Tony Stark has a heart. But that is underpowered, and we've seen what happens when you try and do stuff with it. Maybe. And that technology cannot be changed because even by when you get to the end of the movie, there are only two arc reactors in the world. One in Tony Stark's chest and the one that's powering the, the Avengers Tower.
1: Right. I mean, like, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But we've never
0: seen any other thing him doing because later on in this film, he's going to make another arc arc reactor, and it's a pain in the butt.
1: Maybe these are just like arc reactor lights that are. (laughs) Then Am where's I mean it light. getting the I, power? It, no, 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 no. I'm not about, like, L-I-G-H-T. L-I-T-E. Oh. It's Arc Reactor Light. It's it's mini Arc Reactor. It's but, the Arc Reactor Mini. But? So, so Tony has the Arc Reactor Pro Max, and this is, this is the Arc Reactor Mini that we just use when we just need, like, some power to do some stuff.
0: Yeah, except... We know they can't improve that technology because no one can understand it. There's only two men in the world who can understand ARC technology. One of them is uh, uh, making drones right now, and the other one is uh, you know, lying next to a, a broken fireplace. Um, so later on in this film, we're going to see war-machined armor functioning at full capacity, doing almost 90% of what... Tony's new armor does. There are some bells and whistles, some little extra things, which we'll talk about when we get there. But other than that, it does it flies, it shoots, it does all the things that Tony's armor does, except without all this extra bonus
1: stuff. Okay. And uh, no triangles. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do some expanded homework. We're gonna figure this out. <laughs> I will just say though, outside of the arc reactor. I'm okay with with everything else, and I and I think it makes. I actually do think it makes sense, and it's still within the character.
0: I, I understand the story. I mean, I understand the story wise thing of of passing it along, but then it, it's this always annoys me when you take all this time to establish this thing and then go, nah. You
1: it's know, like, but, but wait a minute. We're an hour into this movie, and right. I got to say, I was I was waiting to do this. We're an hour in. You got to admit, that uh, come on, you feel better about this movie than you did when you started. <laughs> Do I? You <laughs> do You <laughs> do? Your rating? Wouldn't your rating for this movie be a little bit better than what it was before? Uh, at the
0: hour mark, I don't think I'm ready to make that determination because there are, there are things that I, I recognize a lot of the quality. Like I recognize, you know, like like the, the push-in shots and that kind of stuff. I mean, along through that, I was like, that is some, that's some very good filmmaking along the way. But then there's these huge story problems that are still linger that still bother me and even 10 years later they have never really uh, resolved them in any way shape or form. I mean there's there's stuff in future movies that you go back and you go oh that's why that thing happened. But they're, they're, this is the movie that they like they just sort of like whistle past the graveyard. Like no one like mentions nobody talks about the stuff that happens in here like no one ever brings up Anton Vanko again. Well,
1: well, I mean that's true. But we still have time. We still we still have more movie. I'm convinced we're going to figure out the answers to this. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm, I'm
0: uh, all right. I, w- I you would raise love some to really good points though. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. And if you're enjoying the conversation, you can tell us about it by leaving us a review. That's oh, right. Yes. Whether you're pro or anti Iron Man two, we would like you to uh, tell us if you think you are enjoying the conversation that we're having along the way. Wait, uh,
1: I don't hold on. I don't want to say you're, it, here's the deal. You're either pro or less pro Iron Man too. You're,
0: you're, pro, you're yeah. either on Team
1: Tony or Team Hammer.
0: I, okay. So you can, there you go. For those of you who don't like to write reviews, here's what you do. You go to, let's say, Apple Podcasts. You find <laughs> our podcast. You give us five stars and you say, yeah. hashtag Team Hammer. And that's it. That's all you need to do. And that's what you do. Yeah, that's it. Like you don't have what to if- like go. I first discovered this while I was looking around <laughs> for the like. If you get nervous about this stuff, and I understand, I get it. Um, that's all you have to do. Hashtag Team Hammer.
1: Do you know what though? What I'm afraid there might be people that might put hashtag Team Boyd. <laughs> Ooh,
0: <laughs> even better. Hashtag that- Team, and then insert your favorite character here.
1: Oh, there, there you go. Right, and we'll count them at the end and that's right because personally I don't know what we'll do <laughs> I'm team Jack uh, yeah. Jack his hammers yeah. assistant yes yeah. the <laughs> world-class <laughs> chef who makes
0: who makes salmon mwah, par excellence <laughs> and can generate uh, high squ- high quality security codes too I mean what can't Jack do? Can I, I think w- Jack's better on the computer than uh, than Justin Hammer
1: is. If anybody's, if anybody's Team Rebecca, we're going <gasps> to have a problem.
0: <laughs> I, I want to hear from Team Rebecca. And if, you, and if you feel like you want to write something, then hashtag Team Rebecca. Because. And then write down because we had two Rebeccas. There's, there's an alternate reality Rebecca. There's the Rebecca in the deleted scenes and there's the Rebecca in the regular scene. Which, Which Rebecca talk, do you
1: love? Yes, right? It's the Rebecca, the one with the watermelon?
0: Yeah, Rebecca was actually the one who was throwing the bottles back in the original oh, scene. Oh, that's right. Like she is yeah. credited in the movie as Rebecca. I don't remember a moment where they actually say her name, right? But that's what it is. And and Olivia Munn, when she was in the deleted scenes, was also referred to as Rebecca. So they were determined to use the name Rebecca. Know, so if so, if you're yeah. if you're you know, bottle service like you've never seen before. So oh. hashtag Team Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, all of us are Team DJ AM. Yes. Right? That's just- that just makes sense. Um, yes. But yeah, so if that's, if that's all you want to do, that's fine. Like, I'm, uh, that's, but that, that's great. And the thing about the reviews is, I know it means little to you, possibly, but for us, it helps us not only feel better about ourselves because we both have a giant hole in the side of us that can never be filled enough with compliments, uh, but also it helps other people find the show, too, because if a show is highly regarded, then Apple then says, oh, there's a lot of people are reviewing the show? Well, then it must be good. Here, have some front page. Yay! Can you imagine if we got to be on a front page or something? It'd be so exciting. No. I would screenshot it because it wouldn't last long. But that's no. all on you because we can't pay Apple. Lord knows we've tried, uh, but they can't be bribed because they have all the monies. Uh, so <laughs> if you have a moment, review, team, whatever character you want to to, spec- to uh, think on. If you want to write a little but why, great. If not, just the hashtag team thing is fine. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we'll do, and, and then our wrap up show. If we find out about them, we will do our best to spotlight them and uh, give them a shout out too.
1: Yes, we will.
0: I think you can even put them up anonymously. So if you if you're even shy enough that way, which I totally get, you can do it that way too. But uh, we are going to uh, uh, be back to talk about minute sixty-one, uh, where uh, Rhodey uh, finishes the stabbing in the back that he has started uh, with Tony uh, by doing exactly the opposite of what Tony always wanted. Uh, so you do not want to miss that. It's Shakespearean levels of awfulness at minute sixty-one, and you do not want to miss it. Enough said. Bye.